beautiful, awesome, courageous woman of God listening to this. Thank you for joining our six-week podcast, Divine Discussion Series, where we're here to highlight two fundamental truths. One, that God is so good. And two, let's be honest, we women like to talk and we like to self-reflect. And we definitely value our relationships. So we're creating time and space in a podcast to really talk about how good God is. So over six episodes, we're going to talk about three key areas as it relates to our relationship with God and our faith. So we'll spend two episodes discussing our direct relationship with God, all the amazing things that he's done for us, is currently doing in our lives, how we can really pray and deepen that relationship. So I'd say now, go back and listen to episode one to tune in to Maisie Hartfield's unique and special testimony of her relationship with God, as well as episode two for a discussion with Laura McKay, our director of women's ministry on crafting powerful prayer. So today we're gonna be discussing how the depth and intimacy of our relationship with God, how this really influences the relationship that we hold with ourselves from our self-confidence to our self-worth and to our courage and ultimately the way that we see ourselves and being able to see ourselves the way that God does, this is something that changes everything. And then our final two episodes together, we'll talk about how our relationship with God and the way that we see ourselves, this influences how we respond to others, the circle of influence that we hold and how we go about sharing and spreading our faith. And these audio podcasts, as mentioned before, are meant to be paired with the one-on-one facilitated video sessions that you're welcome to do on your own with a friend or in a group study. So we're creating a space to honor God and honor women. And for this third episode today, we're here to honor one particular angelic singing woman and leader of Bay Hope Church, <laughs> Ms. Melissa Miner to help us create a beautiful discussion around our identity in Christ and the truth of who God says that we are. So, Melissa, thank you for joining us today. We're you excited to have you. Well, welcome. I'm excited too. Awesome, awesome. I'm sure many of our listeners are a part of our Bay Hope family, but some uh, may be outside of the Bay Hope community. So just to let everyone know, why don't you just share, Melissa, who are you and what do you do here around mm-hmm. Bay Hope Church? So my name is Melissa. Um, I, uh, I work at Bay Hope as the experience director. And also I work with our Oaks leadership development program. Um, and then I also lead worship here at Bay Hope Church. And I've been doing that for six years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, when I'm not working, my, um, my role is full-time mama and full-time wife. And, um, yeah, so I have, we have two kids. Um, they are going to be three here pretty soon. And the other one is turning seven months old tomorrow. And then I am married to my sweet, wonderful husband, Ben. So that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. This woman wears multiple hats and I have (laughs) A fun story about Melissa's beautiful singing voice. If you haven't heard her voice, by the way, it's fantastic. And I probably about, I've been attending Bay Hope Church for quite some time. 
And, and a while back, I, you know, turned to my significant other and I was like, babe, I really want to be her friend. And he was like, why? And I was like, because listen to the way she sings. It's like you can hear the spirit of God through her voice. I, I want to be her friend. And he was like, babe, you're really good at making friends. Just go be her friend. And now we're doing a podcast together. So this is just my evidence that God is really good. And if you want to sing your answers, Melissa, I'm sure no one would be disappointed. So, um, <laughs> all right. so just to lay a little framework for our discussion today, in our first two episodes, for those of you that had the opportunity to tune in, we really created some powerful discussion around why our relationship with God is so fundamental and the difference between, you know, just kind of knowing who God is versus really actually knowing God and having depth to that relationship and also how to craft and create powerful prayer. Uh, so today, what we want to do is really talk about not just the, um, you know, relationship that we have with God, but how it influences how we see ourselves as women. And when we're able to really understand and receive the love and grace that God has for us versus looking for it externally in things and people and performance, it makes all the difference in the levels of our confidence, courage, and just quite frankly, fulfillment in life. So being able to adopt beliefs and being rooted in the daughter of God vastly changes the outcomes of our lives. And let's be honest, as women, there's so many pressures that we have in being a woman, no matter your age, your background, walk of life, unique circumstances. I know that every woman listening to this, you can relate to the idea of earthly and worldly pressure, right? There may be pressure for us to act a certain way, maybe make certain choices that you ordinarily wouldn't make just because you wanted to fit in with the in crowd to get certain people to, to like us or accept us or so that we could feel included. As women, we feel unbelievable, unrealistic pressure for ideals of beauty to look a certain way, to match up to a social media image or get the attention or affection of a man. You know, if only my hair were straight, if only I could lose 10 pounds, you know, then maybe, you know, I would be liked or seen as beautiful. You know, as women, we experience pressure to meet expectations of our social circle, meeting the demands of our family, sometimes being so busy that we forget to make time for ourselves and can, in that process, lose touch with who we really are. And sometimes we have pressure as women to achieve a certain metric or standard or performance at work. We think, okay, if I just make enough money, then I'll be heard enough or seen enough, and maybe then I will be happy. So I'll stop there and just ask Melissa, what do you think about the worldly and earthly pressures that women often face today? Um, so it's a very uh, good question. And, you know, I think that all women wear, well, all, just all people in general, but we have to wear so many um, hats and we have to categorize ourselves in so many different arenas um, simultaneously and also individually. And so um, for me personally, as, um, you know, first and foremost, a wife and a mom and a friend and a daughter 
and a sibling and a coworker. Um, there's one word that to me is the most pressure filled word. Um, and it's just the word enough. And mm-hmm. so am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I wise enough? Am I strong enough? Am I th- whatever, you know, like fill in whatever word before that. But, um, the word enough carries like so much weight and, to me, to, to come back to realizing that I was created in the image of perfection. I was created in the image of God, um, who is perfect. He's the only perfect one. And he created me in his image. So like that striving to always be enough, Mm. it's always going to come up short because like, I wasn't, I wasn't made to, to just be enough. I was made in his image. So, um, but yeah, I, f- I feel like those are some of the pressures, you know, yes, all of the things that you said, I mean, social media, I'm never blank enough. I'm, we are never, which is what they're doing. They're trying to sell you something because if you buy this product, then maybe then you will be good enough, smart enough, skinny enough, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that that word enough holds a lot of pressure for us, especially as women. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing because I think that every woman's story and circumstance, like while it may be unique and what she may be dealing with or having to overcome, like we can all relate to that idea of the pressure and not mm-hmm. feeling enough. And the point that I, I really just want to call out is all of it, this idea of not enough and you know, just being on this hamster wheel, right, that we can't get off of. It's all lies, right, that are that are rooted in the enemy because truthfully, the enemy wants us to be full of fear and anxiety and depression and poor self-image and stuck in the past. So on this episode, if you're with me, Melissa, like let, let's like expose the enemy's schemes here and how he typically tends to show up for us in, in a multitude of different ways. It could be just overwhelming fear. It could be doubt, a sense of insecurity, or just carrying the weight of the past in experiences or mistakes and saying there is no way, right, that God's grace could reach this far because of what I've done. Sometimes the lies of the enemy come from our faults and our failures or just the sense of inadequacy or comparing ourselves to other people is huge, right? The idea of comparing ourselves to other women or trying to keep up with the Joneses kind of deal. The enemy really gets us there, often in limitations, judgments of ourselves and other people, feeling excluded, jealousy, and definitely seeking approval and acceptance in all the wrong ways from things and people to try to fill that void that ultimately no thing or person can ever fill except God. And so a woman's self-image will change dramatically when she actually changes her focus from trying to so desperately just please the world and man to refocusing on just praising and receiving from God. So Melissa, let me ask you, I mean, how do you feel that a woman could better align herself 
with who God actually says that she is. And what do you think could happen for a woman when she actually changes her focus to praise of God and receiving the love that he has for her? Yeah. So I think that um, our relationship with God is infinitely complex on God's end and very simple on our end. And I think that sometimes we mistake, um, we think that our responses need to be really complex and that um, we can't come to him unless we have it all together. Mm. And when really he just wants us to be his kid, um, he's not asked, he knows us, you know, he, he's not trying to, um, he doesn't want anything except the real us. So, um, but you can only really find that out through scripture and through, um, talking with God. And that's like a super elusive term for some of us, but, um, I find the Lord a lot in scripture, um, because he wrote the words, you know? And so the fact that like, he is the author and the perfecter of the Bible and also of our faith. Um, I think that the only thing that we are called to do is be attentive and then do what he says. And so, um, I have a counselor who, uh, if you know anything about me, then you will know that like very quickly, you'll find that I'm pretty much just a control freak. And, um, I was talking to my counselor about all of like my woes and everything that was going on in my life at that season. And she stopped me and she was like, Melissa, you are so good at being a Martha. You need to become a Mary which is the story of Mary and Martha in the book of Luke, where their two sisters, Mary and Martha, Jesus comes to their house. Martha just runs around all day like a crazy woman doing what she thinks is the best thing, which is preparing and getting everybody ready and making the meal and setting the table and blah, blah, blah. And then she goes into the room where Jesus is teaching and Mary's just sitting there in awe and um, just resting at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, Jesus, I feel like with a way more loving tone than what we give Martha credit for, um, says, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen what is better. And I'm not going to take that from her after Martha gets like really ticked off and is like, Jesus, Mary should be helping me, you know? Um, Mm. so I'm, I'm learning how to better align myself by just sitting with Jesus more and letting him tell me who he thinks I am. Um, cause he's got the right perspective. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And I just want to say, it's crazy how God works and moves because that scripture that you're referring to, I read that like just really recently actually and did some journaling around it. So what are the odds? Cause we didn't plan that at all that you would bring this up. So I just think that that's fascinating. And, you know, I think that basically what I'm hearing is this idea that often women feel this, even a a pressure for how we would show up to God. Like I have to maybe pray a certain way or sound articulate enough or what have you versus this idea that we just have to show up and have a desire, uh, like a mind and a heart that is willing and, and wanting him to, to move in. And that can truly make all the difference. So I think that that's awesome. 
And just to take a second to help us kind of move from this uh, frame of the lies of the enemy to actually owning the truth of who God says that we are. And this is just a small excerpt from, um, I got to give credit to Pastor Matthew for one of his sermons around identity, where he talks about scripturally in different places, who God says that we are uh, based on his word. And I just wanted to share um, these affirmations here today on this podcast, because I think they're beautiful and very powerful. So who does God say that I am? I am handcrafted in his image. I am deeply valued. I am greatly loved. I am worth the greatest of sacrifices. I am privileged. I am powerful. I am indestructible. I am fearless. I am unbeatable. And I am a winner. So ladies, I encourage you if you're in a space where you could like pause the podcast and maybe write some of those down, speak them out loud because it feels awesome. On rainy bad days, um, I love to do that and just remind myself of God's truth, of who he says that I am. And I had a friend once tell me something that was really powerful and it stuck with me for years. And I think it's very relevant to this conversation is that when I think poorly of myself or engage in self-destructing behavior, I am ultimately disrespecting God because he loves me that much. What do you think about that, Melissa? I think that that's very true. That's a very smart friend. And I think that we need friends that can call us on that um, and remind us of the image of God that's inside of us. I think that's beautiful. Well, what would you say for you, Melissa, in your life? What ways have you labeled yourself with either thoughts or beliefs that don't serve you that maybe you now recognize have been complete and total lies from the enemy, whether that would be an appearance or abilities or tendencies, habits, the past? Yeah, so um, like you so graciously said before, um, singing and leading worship is something that God has gifted me with. Um, and I love doing it. I feel the most alive when I'm with my family and when I'm leading worship. And so I think that those are the two things that, um, I'm not going to lead worship in heaven, but I'm going to be able to worship in heaven and be with my family. And so I think that that's why I feel the most alive. Cause that's the stuff that's going to last the longest. Um, but for a season in my twenties, um, I was doing some other worship leading opportunities and um, just surrounding myself with um, some influences that uh, were tough. And um, through circumstances and situations and conversations and um, this lie kind of was bubbling to the surface that, um, Melissa, you don't have a voice not just not a speaking voice, not like a singing voice, but like not a speaking voice, like what you have to say doesn't matter. Um, And you don't have anything good to offer. Um, And it started like really quiet. And then it got a little bit louder and then a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And eventually it's what I believed um, because I wasn't rooting myself in the truth of who God says I am and the gifts that he's given me. And so 
I would try and combat that in my flesh. I would try harder. I would try and just be better, do more, be the perfect person, all these distractions that the enemy was getting me at with. And it took a lot of unraveling. Um, it took a lot of counseling and it took my husband being insanely patient with me um, to help me believe that not only do I have a voice, but that voice, not just singing, this is just, a, you know, even more just like about life. Like I do have something to offer and what I have to offer is the Holy Spirit that's been given to me. Um, and so it's a date, you know, it still tries to rear its ugly head more often than I'm comfortable admitting, but um, God is too good to let me sit in that lie. Um, so every time I go to that place, something or someone or, you know, tends to remind me like, no, like this is who you are. This is what you're supposed to do. So it's encouraging. Yeah. Thank you so much for just being vulnerable and courageous to share that because I believe that there are many women listening to this that may be in a season of their lives where when we are stuck in those lives of the enemy, whether that be anxiety or fear or depression, however it's manifesting, there's this feeling of like isolation and literally like nobody understands what I'm going through. And if I open my mouth, it's going to be this huge you know, burden or disappointment, what have you. And so any woman that's bold and courageous enough to share and use their voice and story, if you will, uh, to let somebody else know um, that they're not alone in feeling that way, I think is a really beautiful thing. So just to kind of bring it full, full circle, how would you say now being able to root yourself in your identity in Christ, how has that helped to, for you to disprove the lies of the enemy that he originally placed in you? Well, the good thing, this is not heresy, I promise, but the good thing about the devil is that he's not creative. Um, God is the creative one. And so the devil, while he might try to form the lie in, that he might shroud it in something different, it's not different. And mm -hmm. so when those lies come, because they do come, um, God has given me his word. He said, like, you're my kid. I am, I am so far in love with you that I thought about you before I made galaxies. But that's insane. Um, and so when I go to that place of shame or lies or fear or worry or stress or pressure. Like I have to consciously like stop for a second and get real with the Lord and like take off the mask, take off all of that stuff and just allow God to speak again. Um, and so I think that that's one way is, is reading 
his word and like trust it, not just reading it for like a Bible study, but just like really, really trusting it, you know, and letting it sink. Like Matthew says, the 14 inches from your head to your heart. Um, and then another way is just having a couple good girls around me that I can call, um, to remind me who God says I am. Um, and of course, you know, my husband does that as well. He's like the most straight shooter I've ever met. Um, which is one of the reasons why I love him, but, um, you have to have a community of people that remind you of who you are on the days that you forget. And I believe that that's why God created community. You know, he's, he's a part of a Trinity. He's, he is a part of a community because he knows that he needs it. And we, he knows that we need it. Um, which is why I, I love the church because it's community. It's, it's a resource and a, and a, reserve for when people don't have any hope they can come to church and they can find hope because other people have hope for them on that day um and that's the holy spirit inside of them so i think his word i think community and i think trust like trust that the lord like i said at the beginning like he is who he says he is and we are who he says we are we are not who social media wants us to believe that we are we are not who are the negative thoughts in our head say that we are, you know, God loves us too much for us to stay there. Yeah. I love that. Like what I'm hearing is that there's almost when we grow in our spiritual walk, we can actually become acutely aware of some of the enemy's schemes and themes in terms of, what those self-defeating and self-sabotaging thoughts typically sound like or the types of circumstances where we may typically be tempted or would be a trigger for us. And like you said, he's not very creative. He just finds ways to have it show up in different ways. But as we grow in our faith, we can mature and become aware and say, you know what? Not today, Satan, because I recognize this is from you and that it's not from God. And I think that that's beautiful. Just the idea of cultivating stronger self-awareness of what is from God and what is really from um, the enemy and really just also um, the power of community and making sure that we keep the right circle of influence close to us that are going to speak back, I guess, the words of our heart uh, when we've forgotten them. So I think that that's super powerful. So a lot of really awesome um, content. And this was super valuable and I really appreciate it a lot. And you being here today. Uh, I'm a woman of, of action. And when I say that, like people could listen to a podcast and be like, oh, that was cool. That was inspiring. I got sucked into the story or I got a little perspective shift, right? I'm a firm believer though, that people can't really grow or change until they actually implement or take action. So what would you say, just from what you've shared today, Melissa, would be one or two particular actions that a woman listening to this could take that would help her to more clearly see herself through God's eyes? I would say remember remember, remember that the God who 
created Pluto delights in us. Um, the God who created Mount Everest thought of you before he made Mount Everest. Mm. When he looks at you, he doesn't see your shortcomings and your sin and your gunk and like your failures. He sees Jesus. And when he came down on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, and Jesus was with Moses and Elijah, and then the three BFF disciples were there. He didn't say, this is my son who like, I kind of like sometimes. He said, this is my beloved son. So if, and if, if that is, who God says Jesus is. And when God looks at Je at us, he sees Jesus. This is my beloved Sam. This is my beloved Melissa. Whom I'm well pleased. Um, so just remember that like, when you walk into the presence of God, when you recognize his presence, and realize that he is so much closer than the last breath that we just took. He is delighting in you more than you've ever known. Like he's, he's crazy about you. And he can't wait to talk to you. He can't wait for us to get religion out of the way. And to just hang out with the creator. Like he can't, he, I think that's why the world is still turning because mm -hmm. he loves us that much that he can't wait for those moments with his kids. Um, so that's a very long winded way of saying, um, just remember that God delights in you and he is so much more in love with you than you'll ever realize. I love it. It's beautiful. It's authentic. It's real. So ladies, that is our call to action. This episode is just to remember the truth of how deeply loved uh, that you are. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode three and tune in next time for episode four with our special guest, which per usual will be revealed on that particular episode. So make sure that you tune in. Okay, we're done. <laughs>